Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Friday edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook page. Spencer Brunick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. Show sponsored in part by Brown Funeral Homes and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. As uh get into talk today here another day another day where we've got baseball postponements here and softball postponements in the eastern panhandle uh due to the weather we've had the last few days so uh we will not have a game tonight but but if everything continues to be good we will have a game tomorrow night as the martinsburg at hedgesville baseball game that was scheduled for tonight has been pushed back to tomorrow night it's a 7 p.m first pitch set time uh but jv starts at four so uh, maybe they go earlier uh but we're gonna nail that down uh tomorrow for sure for certain uh but it's gonna be a big game tomorrow and hopefully they get it in because I'm looking at the uh, forecast here for the Martinsburg area and it looks like it's supposed to be a uh, 60% chance of rain starting at 9 p.m. and going until 4 a.m. give or take with some showers. So hopefully it's not too much and that the uh, field is uh, playable come tomorrow because we've been waiting for uh this game all week it should be another competitive one between Hedgesville and Martinsburg and hopefully it finally gets to happen yeah the last game was a a pretty competitive game and I think some some uh build up from the last game could carry over I mean it's Hedgesville Martinsburg so there's always that rivalry uh it should be a great game hopefully uh the teams are able to play I would presume a lot of the pushback would be to try to dry out the field because we do yeah. know the rain is in the forecast tomorrow, and there's also rain tonight. Uh, so not really a great alternative of playing unless they wanted to play the game earlier today. But, again, we've had rain now since Monday. So yeah, be pretty tough to get this game in uh, today without you know mlb crew or something to put the field together (laughs) yeah and uh for martinsburg it's gonna be a tough stretch for them uh now it's kind of tightened everything a little bit uh because they were supposed to play again tonight so then you'd have two days of rest uh obviously probably practice tomorrow yeah they don't have a game tomorrow you'd probably practice you know hitting do a little hitting tomorrow uh you know fielding something like that uh but no they go tomorrow night for the game i i would venture to guess they might practice today because it's supposed to be nice in the afternoon at um, least do some BP. Yeah, yeah, do yeah something. you got the indoor uh, But stage, so. you have Hedgesville at Hedgesville tomorrow. Then you have home versus Jefferson Monday, and then Tuesday home versus Washington. That's a big three-game stretch That's there stretch. in the EPAC for Martinsburg. Yeah, I mean, this kind of defines, I think, will the, where they will end up being seated uh, when it comes to sectional and regional play because uh, these are games where if you come out 0-3 – you lost to three of the better teams in the EPAC. If you come out two and one or three and zero, oh, now you're probably securing maybe a one seed in your section. So uh, it's still pretty early in the year, but I mean these are the 
three top teams probably this year that you'll face if you're Martinsburg. Uh, so a very tough stretch and a very uh, good opportunity to learn a lot about your team. Obviously, you still have uh, you know the Myrtle Beach tournament where you'll hopefully be able to do well. But those are non-conference games, but they're also some good chances to get some quality wins. So uh, this is a big stretch coming up, and it, it starts tomorrow night. Yeah, it will be a uh, big game tomorrow night. And then, as you said, they play Jefferson Monday, Washington Tuesday. And you can't leave out, I'm pretty sure, Friday they play Spring Spring Mills. Mills. Yeah, I was just saying that tight stretch there. I I agree with you, but will after the tight stretch is what I wanted to follow with. Are you still going to have some pitchers ready to go come that game Friday? Are they going to be rested enough? How deep is that? bullpen and rotation that you have if you're well, Martinsburg. I figure if you go if whoever's pitching for Martinsburg tomorrow doesn't pitch again until next Friday. You're you're probably correct, but but how long do they pitch? Mm-hmm. How much do you have to bring people in? How as you you know you kind of just mentioned pitching numbers wise, how is it going to go? Um, that should be an interesting thing to find out. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a big game tomorrow night. And Joe Paulson didn't he suffer a minor injury in the game last yeah. week yeah. so they don't have him probably next week either so you're probably looking at i presume either edwards or boober tomorrow and then edwards or boober on monday and you are going to really get into that pitching so uh that that will be a tough challenge for martinsburg it definitely will uh and uh so we'll have the game tomorrow night Six forty ish pregame show against hedgesville uh that time may be earlier depending on how long the JV game goes and if they decide to start the game earlier uh, because we got to get in that 20-minute pregame show prior to the game. But it should be a good one tomorrow. Yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, looking around the EPAC, I just got an email from Jefferson AD Bill Stewart. Their game is happening tonight um, versus Hampshire. It's only a varsity game, though, 6 p.m. tonight. Uh, And then tomorrow they've got Morgantown for a doubleheader. And then Martinsburg at Martinsburg Monday versus Hedgesville on Tuesday. So that's a big stretch for them. Yeah, that's not easy either. I mean, Morgantown is a solid team. Um, so, you know, this is the part in the year where you're starting to get into a lot of EPAC games. And depending on your schedule, you might still have some very big non-conference games. Uh, so, you know, you really start to see what kind of team you have. And I think – for Jefferson, they've played a tough schedule already to this point, and uh, they'll be ready to go, but definitely will be a tough uh, upcoming games for them as well. Yeah, definitely. And then looking over at Musselman, they're back in action tomorrow at James Wood for a 3 p.m. start. They got, they're got they at Washington Monday at Berkeley or home versus Berkeley Springs Tuesday, and then they're playing their second game against James Wood Wednesday. Wow, their schedule is very tight the next few days. Uh, but they aren't they're they're not going down to South Carolina, so I don't know exact I had to look at their schedule. They're playing some games that week, but they're playing Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with a double header, it looks like. Whoa. Um it's a lot of games. And then they have the next week the 18th, 19th, 20th, 21st, and then they're back to EPAC play the 25th. So that's a lot of wow. games for Musselman. That's a ton of games in that small period of time. Got to do your best to, I guess, stay rested because that is a true grind with no practice in between. So as a coach, you're hoping that, for one, all your kids stay healthy 
and two, that they can learn on the fly and that all you have to do is tweak some things as you go on because there's no chance to have a practice and truly work on them. You can only tell them, hey, this is what I saw. You need to do this and hope that they actually listen. Well, and then Spring Mills, they had their game Monday. They ended up playing their game Tuesday against Berkeley Springs. They fell 10-8, to eight, and then they're off. I guess they they have a game today, it looks like, versus Morgantown, unless it gets postponed, which, depending on what their field looks like, it could get postponed, not too sure. Then tomorrow, they're at Pendleton County. Tuesday, they're at Hampshire. Then Friday, they play Martinsburg. They play a doubleheader Saturday against two different teams at Bridgeport, at Hoover. I'm guessing that's a not at game. That's a neutral site game for one of them, at least. And then they're down in at Mingo, the Mingo Bay Classic. So, I mean, for them, they've got a lot going next week. Um, and then, you know, looking at Washington, they play Musselman Monday. They, they've got no game tomorrow, today or tomorrow. Musselman Monday at Martinsburg Tuesday. Thursday, they're at Clear Spring. And then they go down for the tournament down at Mingo Bay. So these schedules differ between every team, it appears. Whether you're having a large, you know, good amount of games between tomorrow and Tuesday or Wednesday, or you have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Mingo Bay. So they kind of they kind of change a lot, but they've, there's a lot of games that are going to be happening if the weather uh, continue or if the weather is good before Mingo Bay. That's what happened since the weather, at least this past week, has been nothing but rain and with all these grinds that you're going to see from these teams shortly it'll be the end of the season and it will come surprisingly to all of us yeah definitely and looking again at uh hedges i don't think i gave their outlook for next week so they play martinsburg tomorrow at williamsport monday at jefferson tuesday at hampshire thursday play a doubleheader against greenbrier east at home next saturday and then they head off to south carolina so i mean a busy busy week of games for almost every team in the panhandle in the epac next week yeah and it's kind of like what we saw in basketball season with the weather cancellations the end of the year kind of gets packed in it's just kind of how it is i'm sure these teams and coaches are used to it uh but it definitely is tough when you're playing three or four days in a row. Uh, and that's why it's so important to have a lot of arms that you can use out of your bullpen, a lot of arms that you can start because you know, these are high school kids. They can only throw so many pitches. You don't want to tire their arms out. You don't want them to have – to have you know, you can only throw so many pitches, yeah. so you can only use so much of your pitching. And if you don't have your pitchers available, you don't have quality pitching available, it can really set you back – at this point in the season because you know you're going to have makeup games and you know you're going to be playing a lot of games in a row. Uh, so, um, like I said earlier, I think this is the part where we'll kind of see the team separate in terms of who's going to be a legitimate contender this year in the EPAC and who might uh, still have to rebuild. So, it will be an interesting stretch here. Definitely will be an interesting stretch. Let's turn our attention to some awards given out in girls and boys basketball. Uh, the journal gave out their all-journal team, I believe, all-area girls basketball team. Uh, we'll start with that. Uh, Kyla Dandridge of Spring Mills, uh, who's, who's a freshman, uh, was uh, named the all-area player of the year. She led the Cardinals in scoring rebounds and assists and uh, – 
She earned all second second team all state honors. So the first team includes Kyla Dandridge, uh, Justice Lee from Jefferson, Olivia Meyer from Martinsburg, Kelly Hours from Hedgesville, Mary Rivera from Washington. Second team is Olivia Bolduc, Spring Mills, Mackenzie Brozovic from Jefferson, Coronetzel from Spring Mills, Kayla Fitzpatrick from Musselman. Uh, Michaela Settles from Washington, and Coach Gosk was the Coach of the Year. So congratulations to all those who were named the All-Area Team by the Journal, just uh, continuing to see all those great players that made a great impact on their teams this year being honored. Yeah, even though the EPAC uh, teams that went down to the state tournament were unsuccessful, I still think that there was a pretty big improvement come uh, – quality of play here in our region and I think we can look forward to some pretty competitive games and a lot of great players here the next few years especially uh Kyla Dandridge there at Spring Mills as you said only a freshman becoming the uh best player for the journal being named that is a pretty big honor and I expect her and her teammates there in Olivia Boldu current Ed Soul to uh do some pretty special things here the next couple years for spring mills all right let's move on to the boys team player of the year for the all area team by the journal is none other than jordan holmes who led the way for the musclemen uh appleman as they made their unexpected run to the state tournament ultimately falling in game one but he uh definitely had like definitely proved that he was the player of the year in the area yeah, I mean, I think it was that sectional championship game that really kind of cemented his status as the player of the year. He had, what, 24 points in that game, if I'm I not so. mistaken? Yeah, I mean, he he put the Appleman on his back and carried them to a, an upset win on the road against Martinsburg. So, yeah, definitely very deserving honor for him. And uh, who knows? I mean, maybe we we might see him a little bit at the next level, too. Yeah, an all-state caliber player, so not really surprised by... Uh, the naming there for Jordan Holmes, a guy that could get you 20 to 30 on any given night. Uh, and like you said, Avery, he was on that night against Martinsburg. But really all year he, he played at a high level. Uh, Musselman had a great team. I think the, they really did kind of feed off of him and what he was able to give them offensively and defensively at times as well. So um, makes sense, well-deserving, and not really surprised. Uh, then let's look coach of the year obviously coach Richard Lewis there of Jefferson with their great run that they had this year uh, and then I'll just kind of give you who made the first the two teams because it's kind of scrambled on the, the journal website uh, so I'll just give you the EPAC teams or players that were represented Keyshawn Cheek, Jaden Gladney, Jordan Holmes, uh, Jamari Jenkins, Cam Wilkes, uh, Avion Blackwood, and I believe that is it. It's kind of all bumble, bundled or kind of bundled up. You you saw that. Yeah, Avery and it, the, it's a little uh, – the formatting was a little screwed up on the website when we were trying to look at it earlier. But a yeah. lot of uh, EPAC players in there, as you said, Spencer, a lot of deserving players, Cam Wilkes, um, Avion Blackwood, just a few. So, yeah, I think it's a, a pretty good list compiled there. All right, that'll do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, I will talk some MLB opening day. The Nats were in action yesterday. 
Uh, well, last night it was even pushed further from the 705 start. We'll get into that. Orioles in action today for their season opener. Uh, plus, we got some beef between two former teammates. That's next. After this two minute break, you tune in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. These days of darkness. Wish we'd known. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. And we've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepherd Rams quarterback Tyson Bagent. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The gates are open and the sun is shining here at Nets Park. So show up. They may be young, but these kids can play. Show up. The Nationals have come from behind with two runs in the bottom of the night. And show some natitude. Single game tickets for the 2022 Washington Nationals regular season are on sale now. Visit nationals.com slash tickets and show your natitude at Nats Park all season long. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. The 1-0. Swing a long drive right field. How about a home run on opening night? This one is going, going, and long gone. Into the first row of the second deck, just to the left of the Nationals' bullpen. And Juan Soto's on the board, ladies and gentlemen. Puts the Nationals on the scoreboard for the first time. It's now the Mets for the Nationals one. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR. 106.5 FM, AM 740, TV 10 on Comcast Channel 10, Berkeley, Jefferson Counties, as well as streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook page, as well as WRNR underscore Sports Mix on Twitter. Yeah, that was the only run the Nats got last night, losing 5-1 to one to the Mets, and it was a homer by Juan Soto, who uh, I believe he got walked uh, the next plate appearance after that, and he'll probably lead the majors in walks this year. Uh, bring you guys in, obviously not Nats fans, but... Uh, this probably this game is probably going to be the theme of the year for the Nats. Yeah, potentially. Uh, it's definitely going to be tough for them to put up a whole lot of runs. They don't have too much firepower in that lineup besides Soto. You do have Josh Bell, but Cruz, uh, yeah, Nelson Cruz. But again, those are only three guys. The rest of the guys are either young guys. I mean, I think Kiebert Ruiz could have a good year for them. Yeah. Um, and pitching wise, 
you know, Corbin's a guy that they've paid a lot of money, but it really seems to have taken a step back. Uh, Josiah Gray goes tonight, so I think there's hope that he can kind of be the next good national pitcher, and Strasburg is injured right now. So um, we'll see how this season goes for Washington. It's going to be tough to put up runs, I would imagine, today against Scherzer, um, especially of him returning home uh, to D.C. He's going to be pretty hyped up, I would imagine, on the mound to pitch at Nats Park um, now in a rival uniform. But, uh, yeah, the Nationals are probably going to struggle offensively this year, but it is just one game. So uh, there were, I think, a few positives last night to take away. I thought uh, Ruiz did well with his one hit, well-hit ball and uh, Soto hitting the homer, but, I mean, that's expected. Yeah, and I think you saw some flashes there from Ruiz, what he can do behind the plate. He uh, threw a guy out. Um, uh, running, stealing second base. So I think that was uh, kind of a big thing that happened last night for the Nats. I mean, this young team uh, and that double that he hit was probably about five feet from being a homer. So, I mean, you know he's got power. Uh, Nats also threw out uh, Pete Alonzo coming to the plate last night. So just, you know, a few flashes in there, which is good to see from a team that we know is rebuilding. Uh, I want to play this audio last night. Uh, so remember we talked about last week about um, about the uh, umpires being able to have mics now to explain everything? Here is the first time umpires annou- make announcement after challenge. And so we'll see if we can get the announcement from Mark Carlson after the replay center makes the determination. So we're going to read his lips. After further review, the call on the field is overturned. And it's not going over. The ballpark's not hearing anything. After review... The call on the field is overturned. The runner is safe. The Washington Nationals retain their challenge. He just didn't hit the button. No, he, he didn't, he didn't, put, turn the he didn't know how to turn the microphone on his belt. He was mouthing the words and nothing was coming out. And then he he got it. We, great technology works. So there you go. Sounds just Dude, like... That's uh, some good lip reading. <laughs> that is. <laughs> yeah. That, that is a secret talent that not many people have. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but there you go. There's uh, kind of what it's going to be. Sounds exactly like uh, NFL. It was yeah. a successful challenge, so I guess that's good, too. It's Major yeah. League Baseball just catching up to the NFL Everybody else. there, really. <laughs> the Nats announced yesterday, though, they were not, they're not using the technology uh, for the pitchers and catchers. Um, and one of the barriers that they think, at least now because they kind of introduced it really late, they, they said they may look at it down the line. Uh, but it's because... Uh, it's kind of going to be a lot of maneuvering, and uh, obviously in baseball is one of the biggest sports where you have the different players from different backgrounds. So, you know, you have some catchers that are Cuban or not Cuban, like, you know, Venezuelan and, and you know, other you know that other speak different languages that speak spanish and, and other languages yeah. and there's the barrier between that that they're trying to i guess that's not that's one of the kinks that has not worked out in that system yet is the translation of everything so that was something interesting i saw last night uh but obviously that's something that well, the let's kinks hope they don't resort out. to banging on trash cans in the uh in the clubhouse because I don't think that Wait would be a appropriate second. Nobody's anymore. done that. Nobody ever has done that. Also, I believe we were talking about this before uh, with Rob earlier. Um, since it's the first game that is on um, ML, or the new MLB and uh, Apple TV uh, agreement, their new uh, what a thing, as long as you have the internet, you can watch the game for free, at least tonight, at least this one. 
So well, there you go. So you do get the C match so to dominate yeah. the nationals. Whoa. I don't know. I want to see Juan Soto hit a bomb off of him. I mean, that could still possibly happen. Because you know, Bryce Harper hit a bomb off him. It still could be the same final score as last night, and Soto still gets a home run. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so that's pretty cool. If you the, This game, as everybody saw, was exclusively on Apple TV+. Plus. One of a select few, part of the new MLB uh, media rights agreement with Apple TV+. Plus. So to, this uh, isn't going to be in every, like, it's only a select couple of games that are free? Uh, I think saying? it's like a once a week thing, right? I think it's a once a week thing, but I don't know that they're free. I think these first few games are free, and then when we get into like July it'll just and be the Apple yeah, TV June Plus, because Apple it'll TV be, is a subscription service, right. I would imagine that you'd have to, you know, pay that's what I. It's going to be like those Amazon games for NFL. Yeah, yeah, which nobody's ever going to watch unless you have unless Amazon. you have Amazon. Uh, but yeah, so I didn't know that was correct uh, that it was free. Uh, but so it is free. Uh, so, yeah, so you can actually watch tonight's game. Oh, but wow. if you want to listen to tonight's game, you can. Uh, but we do have breaking news from the Masters. Louis, who stays in, withdraws from the Masters with injury. Uh, so he teed off yesterday with His, uh, Tiger. Feelings were hurt. He was four over. Yeah. I guess so. He, he was guess. supposed to be with Tiger today. Yeah. But there you go. Some breaking news here. Now let's continue talk. Uh, I guess talk preview a little bit tonight's game. We just mentioned Max Scherzer on the bump for uh, the Mets and for the Nats. It's Josiah Gray and catching will be Caber Ruiz. Do you know what that significance of that is? The guys that they got in the Trey Turner trade. Yep, the Trey Turner Max Scherzer deal. So uh, that's a pretty interesting thing about tonight. Makes it even better storyline. Yeah, I mean it's all about storylines, but I do think it's going to be a tough time for the Nats to get past Scherzer uh, unless he's just deeply declined. But also, if you he's think coming about off it, injury, but also true. if you he's think hurt, if you older. think about it, the Nats would be paying tonight Max Scherzer to beat them because they are still paying on that deferred deal, or they're paying him to lose on purpose, and he's a uh, agent for the Nationals. <laughs> okay, what's up with what? what's that up with you? Nobody man. has ever been. What's up with you and your conspiracy theories over the last three weeks, Nick? It all makes sense. I don't know if it makes sense. He's infiltrating the Mets, and then he's going to get cut. Why do you need to infiltrate the Mets? It's the Mets. Yeah. The, the Mets, Mets are did kind of good. The this Mets year. will sink their own ship. The Nats, they're, exactly. they're undefeated, Colin. It's one game. <laughs> the Nats Shut did up. show great appreciation of so Max last night. So are the Orioles, night. and they haven't played. Yeah. <laughs> hey, first in the AL East, baby. Hey, the Thanks Nats did show great appreciation order. to Max Scherzer last night uh, when they announced the lineups. You know how for opening day they bring everybody out on the field and. You know, the home team usually does their whole crew, uh, but they do every player for the other team. And uh, I guess he was the last pitcher to be announced, and then they played, a, I believe it was a two-and-a-half-minute video beforehand. And, Which it, is and it ended with him holding up the World Series trophy and, I believe, maybe comments he made from the per, after the parade. Uh, but, yeah, that was just kind of – it was then surreal to see him walk out from the visitors' dugout in on a red carpet, blue and orange. Mm-hmm. All this World Series talk with the Nats, you'd think they won it last year. Well, they I mean, haven't had. They haven't been able to celebrate with their fans. I suppose. I suppose. All right, let's move on. It was also a tribute First fans video last for the player. Not, it wasn't a fully. World Series That's video. Fair. That's fair. Uh, let's move on, so I can appease you all today. Uh, Orioles, Tampa Bay Rays today means. Uh, on the bump for the Orioles. Did I read this right? He is a WVU alum? Yes. Yes, he is. There you go. I read something the other day about he the... He means business. About the yeah. players that made opening day ro- or yeah, opening day rosters, and he was one of them. And uh, I believe he is from Maryland as well. Is that correct? No, that's no. Zimmerman. Yeah, that's Zimmerman. Zimmerman. That will be the home opener. You should know John Meads. He was in the Cy Young 
talk early in the season until he got hurt and then yeah. kind of dropped off. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he missed the All Star game and then. But uh, all I right, let's the get your season today. outlook about the Orioles. I think they on win today. today's game. Okay, you think they win? Yeah, I mean Tampa Bay's lineup isn't too tough. I think if Means pitches well, they have a good chance. I mean. Shane McClanahan on the mound for uh, Tampa. He's a good pitcher. So it's probably going to be a low-scoring game, I would imagine. Both pitchers will be on, hitting typically behind pitching at this point in the year. Uh, And maybe the others just find a way to get something from Mountcastle or Mancini. I honestly don't think the Orioles lineup is the worst in the majors. I think it's decent. Uh, You have, I think, three all-star caliber players there toward the top and Mullins, Mountcastle, and Mancini. Um so there's definitely some holes in the lineup. I don't think it's too bad. And I think, uh, like I said the other day, the goal for me would be like 60-plus wins. But if they could get to 70, it, I don't think it's too far out of the realm of possibility, uh, presuming their prospects are able to come up like D.L. Hall and Kyle Bradish to add some stability to the rotation. And then Allie Rutschman come up and uh, fill a need at catcher. And, you know, those guys work out. So, We'll see how this season goes. I don't think they'll be, you know, coming out of the AL East, but they might show some progress toward next year, and then next year's offseason they'll have a ton of money to spend, which they won't, but hopefully they do. I was surprised to see uh, Rugnan Odor was not in the starting line. Well, he's a left-handed hitter, and he's going against a left-handed pitcher. So That was also a fair point, but when he's arguably your biggest signing of the uh – off season, you'd think that he'd be. You're in gonna your... forget about Robinson Trinos, man. I put Odor over him, and I know, I know you would too, Mister Sarcasm Newport. I've... Is that is that I all your don't... outlook? I just don't think Odor yeah. is uh, like he's a big signing from the sense that he's a name, but I mean he's like a 220 hitter. He's got power. If he doesn't have a good matchup, why throw him in the lineup? Well, Mateo is not power. A, you want that in, he's not, in he's AL not a great hitter match. off lefties, though. That's, well, who are they starting at second over him? Mateo. Mateo's Mateo. been playing Mateo's well. Mateo's in uh, and Urias. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Urias is in, at second. Who uh, or, was doing all right in spring second. training, and so was Mateo. So that should be fine. I, I hope they just get a season to show improvement record-wise where you won't have 100 losses. I'd be happy with a 65-plus win season. If they can break that 70 mark, I would truly be excited for next year. Yeah, As an Orioles fan, I'm not really looking for the team to win this year because they're not going to. I'm just looking to see prospect development. I'm hoping that Rushman and maybe Grayson Rodriguez or D.L. Hall can come up this year and show some development and maybe show some some progress towards the future. All right. Well, I'm going to split this segment up just because uh, it's already almost 1240. So just to get the breaks in, split this segment up. The other side will continue on. We'll be talking. And then we'll talk a little NBA. And, uh, yeah, that'll, we'll, we'll do next segment. Uh, but I got a curveball to throw you guys so you can think about it over the break here. What do we think about utility players in the MLB now? Because... You know, usually two, three times a game, you're seeing a pinch hitter. Now, you're only seeing a pinch hitter if you want to change defensively, potentially. Uh, but I was listening to Charlie and Dave last night. They extended pregame for the Nats, and one of the things they were saying was, you're not going to get, you know, every other day at bats or every, you know, three to four times a week, you're not getting in the lineup as a utility player, and it changes the way the rosters are now made up. You can have more pitchers in the bullpen than you have utility players. 
that are on your 28-man roster. I want to get your thoughts on that after we come back. The segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just a supply store any longer. Cabinets and Designer Bedding Outdoor Living at his family owned and operated and located right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We'll be back in two minutes to uh, continue the MLB topic. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WB Medicine is pleased to introduce six new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Dr. Safdar Akbar, Emergency Medicine. Physician's Assistant, Misty Hunsader, Interventional Radiology. Nurse Practitioner, Elena Diggs, Urgent Care. Physician's Assistant, Catherine Lee, Emergency Medicine. Psychiatrist, David Marks, Family Medicine, Psychology. And Physician's Assistant, Stephanie Maybe, Neurology. WVU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Looking for some nightlife? Then look no further. Laddie's Bar and Grill has a full bar and kitchen, pool table, and entertainment with great food at affordable prices. You can dine in or carry out by calling us at 304-263-5233. Laddie's is open Monday through Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. We serve breakfast all day long, and our lunch and dinner specials are posted every day on our Facebook page. So stop on in to Laddie's Bar and Grill, located at 107 Lutz Avenue in Martinsburg. The Shenandoah Apple Blossom Festival is back in full bloom. Our festival store is now open at the Apple Blossom Mall. Tickets are on sale online and in-store to all events. And, of course, everything pink and green. This could be your year to try one of our four new festival events. Come celebrate spring with us in the Shenandoah Valley. Details at thebloom.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Claudio's Pizzeria and American Woodmark. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix for your Friday, April 8th. Spencer Boonick, Rosalini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Avery Newport. Happy to have you with us here. We'll continue our MLB talk. Uh, we'll kind of open it up with quick discussion, and then I'll give you whatever I threw the curveball to you for. Uh, breaking news uh, a little while ago. We heard it on SportsCenter. We had it up earlier uh, prior to the uh, start of the show. The all-star right fielder and the New York Yankees have not come to an agreement on a contract extension ahead of the ahead of Judge's self-imposed deadline of opening day. Uh, GM Brian Cashman said the team offered a seven-year, two hundred thirteen point five million dollar extension, which paired with the seventeen million that they offered to arbitration this season would be a entire package of just over a hundred two hundred thirty million dollars. Um, he's trying to get big money. Obviously, yeah, and not surprising, right? I mean, yeah. everybody's getting three hundred plus million dollar contracts, and Aaron Judge is one of the best players in baseball and a superstar caliber guy, and he 
feels like he deserves that, and I'd have to agree with him. So it makes sense that they didn't get that deal done based on what the Yankees were offering. I think he ends up staying with the Yankees, but if another team comes around and wants to pay the man, then he'll probably move on. But uh, not surprised they didn't take that contract because I wouldn't take that either. I don't yeah. think anybody would if you're Aaron Judge. Yeah, you know he just wants more. Uh, let's move on now to a little open. We'll do an opening day recap here, and then we'll hit that topic. Uh, Shohei Otani uh, starts as the opening day starter on the mound. Uh, struck, strikes out nine, but goes hitless at the plate. Uh, I talked, I hyped him up yesterday a little bit. We all kind of hyped him up at the plate. Uh, but it's game one. Are you concerned that he can't pitch and hit the same days? No, no. it's one game. It's one game. It's the season opener. I'm sure he's still just starting to get into his rhythm and everything. Um, and again, it's hard. I mean, he made it look so easy last year, but it's not easy to keep up that kind of pace where he's an ace starting pitcher and also a quality hitter. I mean, he was batting leadoff tonight. So, you know, it. I, I'm sure it was a difficult transition for him. Or not tonight, yesterday. Um, so I'm sure it was a difficult transition for him to make. So it's one game. It's the season opener. It's against a good team in Houston. I, I wouldn't worry about it now. Yeah, and as you said, he had the nine strikeouts, and it was in 4.2 innings with one walk. He's fine on that side. It's opening day. It's always... For any team, any player, the pitching's going to typically do better than the hitting because they just haven't caught up come uh, spring training, and especially since the lockout, spring training kind of went quickly this year, so I'm not worried about Otani at all. Oh, yeah, you already went, Nick. Uh, I didn't go, but I just kind of agree, so I didn't feel like I needed to repeat what was already said. All right, we've got an internal rift that is now external. Uh, between Braves outfielder Robert Acuna Jr. and now former teammate Freddie Freeman. he uh, Robert Acuna Jr. acknowledged an internal rift with former teammate Freddie Freeman during an interview late Wednesday saying there's nothing that he'd miss about the first baseman. Uh, so now I'm not surprised Freeman didn't resign. Yeah, and apparently just from the ESPN article, Spencer, that I, I think you and I both yeah. read when we were looking at it, I don't think the the two sides here are fully in agreement on kind of what happened to to cause this beef. I think it was over uh, like some clubhouse rules that the the Braves institute on their younger players when they first come up to the major league organization. And I think Freeman, when he was was asked about it, was saying that they were rules that were enforced when he was a young player on the team and he was just trying to do the same thing that he had to do when he was younger to Acuna when he first came onto the team. So I, I kind of get it from that perspective, but also Ronald Acuna Jr. is a young guy. Uh, there's a language barrier. There's a cultural barrier there, as we kind of talked about earlier. So, you know, maybe the the message just didn't get across to him that that was just kind of something that they do. And, of course, he's well within his rights to, to not be okay with that. And I think... Acuna Jr. has more to worry about than his former teammate because they lost to the Reds last night, 6-3, gave up 10 hits, and the Reds aren't supposed to be good at all this year, and the Braves are supposed to win the East. Oh, the Reds were, were sellers. I mean, they, yeah, they, they already sold trades. to the season. Yeah, so, yeah, not a not a great way to, to start your season. But, again, it's the first game. You yeah. know, it's opening day. Uh, it was a weird, wonky off season because of the lockout, because of the shortened spring training. So I'm sure a lot of teams that were supposed to be pretty good this year are going to underwhelm to start. 
That's just how the early season goes. I'm sure they'll write the ship. Hey, just May. remember, since the Nationals started 19 and 31, and then they won a championship. I will now defer my time to Nick to say what everybody's thinking. What living in the past again? I'm not Thank living you. in the past. I'm just <laughs> stating the fact that you can go 19 and 31 and win a World Series. I was talking about the Braves. If they were to well, go 19 and with you. But let's now get back to my time. Since you brought up that Reds game, I wanted to throw out a uh, pretty neat stat that I saw this morning on SportsCenter. I'm not sure if either of you guys saw it. I know Avery saw it because I mentioned it to him. But uh, Joey Votto there for the Reds. First time in his career after 8,100 at-bats. Guess what happened? I don't know. Flew out to a pitcher. For the first time in his career. First time in his career. Interesting. An LMVP, multi-time All-Star, Silver Sluggers, never done that before. Never flown out to a pitcher until last night. And he only has flown out to a catcher, I think the announcer said twice. How do you even know that? Like that, that's also true. The advanced stats. Advanced they stats. Have yeah. He did. Yeah. He had advanced stats, and he was looking forward to announcing the game. And he said that's what he wanted to see when he was driving to the stadium. He wanted to finally see Votto fly out to a pitcher out of all the things, and that's what happened. Well, that's interesting. Uh, back to the Freeman thing. You know, I've always, I guess, kind of felt like it, it seemed like Freddie Freeman was a leader of that Braves team. So it is, uh, I guess, interesting that probably your biggest superstar player and him, I guess, didn't always get along or see eye to eye. Like Avery said, though, I think it, it might have to do with kind of the background there and maybe just a misunderstanding um, between the two. But that is interesting that they, or at least Acuna, doesn't feel strongly toward Freeman. It didn't seem like Freeman necessarily dislikes Acuna. Um, it could definitely carry over into whenever they match up, uh, which is kind of like the drama of baseball and, and adds some intrigue to it because obviously the Dodgers and the Braves are expected to be two of the better teams in the NL. And Exactly. Uh, just with Freeman and they've being met in the on playoffs the, Dodgers, the last couple yeah. of years, too. They already kind of had a rivalry coming into mm-hmm. this season, and then that adds a new chapter to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next topic that I kind of threw in here. What do we think about uh, MLB now utility players not getting a lot of at-bats during games because now you're adding the DH, you don't see any more you're not going to see any more uh you know pinch hitters for pitchers obviously because you don't have pitchers hitting uh in the sixth seventh you know ending when you're trying to get the guy out of there you're not going to see a lot of pinch hitters um that means as a utility player you're not getting that many at bats anymore i don't know if this is necessarily accurate completely i mean i guess my bad i didn't know my sound was on again uh, twice this week yeah, yeah i don't on. know what's going on with that I, f- I feel like i always have it on vibrate only but what do i know anyway um back to that just because utility guys have still been used in the american league since they've had the dh so while they may not have as big of a role on a team and i get what they're saying with that in terms of you throw the utility guy in late to come in and pinch hit it's more so pinch hitters probably won't be used as much than necessarily utility guys because a good utility guy you can always use this as a defensive replacement. There's a ton of guys that play the field uh, and aren't the best fielder, but they're really good bats, so they get in the lineup. And then late in the game, you might sub them out in the outfield or maybe at first or third, depending on uh, who's on your team, for a utility guy. So I still think they'll have a role, um, but pinch hitters definitely won't be used as much because, well, you don't have pitchers hitting anymore. 
and that strategy of maybe bringing a guy off the bench, you still will use the pinch yeah, hitter. But you're not going to get you know three or four guys in yeah. a game. No, definitely. two to three, three to four, depending on what the game is. Uh, and it, I don't know. I just saw, heard that last night. I thought it was a very interesting thing that that is now kind of the new theme of the MLB. I still think they'll have a spot because even though it won't be for pitchers, you still might have guys that you want to come in for specific pitching matchups as we were talking about earlier with the Orioles how Avery and I were kind of surprised that Ordor wasn't in the lineup and Nick brought up the point it's because they don't want the lefty against lefty matchup so in instances where that would be the case late in a game you might see a pinch hitter come in here and there Ordor will probably pinch hit today if the Orioles need him and they get in a situation where maybe Gutierrez or some guy that's not a great hitter is in the lineup and uh, they want to use Odor in that situation to pinch hit if they're into the Rays bullpen. All right, well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one. First, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. Uh, we'll whip it, around, whip it around the uh, regional D.C. teams uh, that are – in action tonight and uh, some other news when we come back and wrap up today's edition of the sports mix you're tuned in to the sports mix on talk radio wrnr and tv 10 by now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do I don't... with four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Do you have someone in a nursing home or are you worried about somebody you love going into a nursing home? The law firm of Daniel Staggers can protect your assets. Call the law firm of Daniel Staggers today at 304-267-3915. The Daniel Staggers law firm does elder care law, estate planning, and special needs trusts for disabled children and family members. Visit the Daniel Staggers law firm for your initial free consultation at 133 East John Street in Martinsburg. The Daniel Staggers law firm, when you need asset protection for you or for a family member. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with our Defensive Handgun 1 course taught by NRA-certified instructors. You must have already completed the basic handgun course as a prerequisite for this course. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this class Saturday, April the 23rd. Valley Guns 2 is also accepting registrations for the Defensive Rifle Carbine 1 course April 24. Classes beginning April 3 will be held at the Valley Guns 2 Firearms Training Center located in Bloomery, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com. Let's go to some beers. Located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go to some beers. Mountaineer Grill and Pub. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your April 8th, 2022. Segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Buenick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport here as we wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix. And uh, we'll kind of whip it around D.C. sports here. Uh, the Wizards have two final games left in the season. They are tonight and Sunday against the New York Knicks tonight. That's a home game, 7 p.m. And then at Charlotte on Sunday, 3.30 p.m. We will not have either of those for you here on Talk Rated WRNR as the Tuesday game was the final game that we had for the Wizards this season as partial affiliates. Uh, what do we think, though, Nick? You're the big Wizards guy. What What are you looking forward to or want to see in these two games for the Wizards as they close out the regular as they close out the season as they're eliminated? Not much to really look forward to, I guess. I mean, just continue to see the guys play together and see what they can put together in these final two games. But I don't think there's really much that matters about these games besides just building a little bit of chemistry with the team that's going to be coming back uh, and then getting ready for the offseason where the Wizards will have a lottery pick. Hopefully it's a high one and uh, they can add to this team and get better. But in, in terms of you know these next two games, I mean, they're meaningless games besides maybe helping your case for a higher draft pick if, if you believe that it's fixed or not. Or at least getting better odds if you have a worse record. Nick, you and these theories again, say, man. Nick <laughs> loves theories. What's going on here? Ready? I got one for Nick since he likes theories. Okay. Convince LeBron that he's never going to win in the West. Fair enough. And to come to D.C. Tank um, again because he's LaFraud. Get Bronny Jr. These are some wild. From that's an accusation I'm turning there. his mic down. That is, that's a bold. Okay, All that right. one's a little bit crazy. That is oh, a little come bit on. crazy. Yeah, that's a little over the top. Yours isn't. No, if he's he going, thought the NCAA was conspiring <laughs> to get Coach K to win. You act like they wouldn't do that, Colin. They didn't. Yeah, but you act like that hasn't happened. Before. All right, let me stare you back. Your capitals. We know the Super Bowl that the Ravens won in 2012 was fixed. And I'm that, a Ravens no, fan. No, 100. Okay, Ravens. okay, let's. And talk. we know that the one for Jerome Bettis was fixed. He's going to turn your mic off too. <laughs> you better be careful. We've got less than a minute left here. Uh, capitals in action tomorrow at Pittsburgh, 3 p.m. game. We'll have that for you until about 6:40. If the game is still going on, it probably should be over by then. Uh, and then we'll take over for Martinsburg at Hedgesville Baseball. Then they're in action on Sunday at home against the Boston Bruins. I'll be in attendance for that one, so that should be a good weekend for the Caps. Uh, another news item here, the Washington Commanders now lose out on another player. That is veteran receiver returner DeAndre Hopkins, who made a splash for them this last year, late, kind of later in the DeAndre season. Hopkins. DeAndre Carter, excuse me. I was like, what no, was DeAndre that? Carter. Oh, that'd be a splash. That would actually matter. Yeah, DeAndre Carter, who made a splash kind of the, in the return role and a little Not bit in the, the receiver role. Man. In the league that touch back every single kick. All right. Uh, he is signed with the Chargers. I know Mike Hornby eventually may be happy about this. He probably doesn't really know who he is at this current moment, but I uh, was pretty good for the Commanders last year. Colin, what's your take on that? Lose a good I player. I don't have one. I, he, he was fine. He'll make it up somehow. All right. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll have Nats baseball tonight. 635 pregame with Charlie and Dave. 705 
first pitch unless there's weather. We'll keep you updated on that. And then uh, we'll have the Caps tomorrow, 3 p.m. And then on Sunday, we will have – or then on Friday – Saturday night, excuse me, Martinsburg at Hedgesville Baseball, 6.40 p.m. pregame, 7 o'clock first pitch. Then on Sunday, we'll have Nationals 135 first pitch to wrap up the series against the Mets. And that will be a 105 pregame with Charlie and David. That will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For our intern, Avery Newport, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer B. saying so long. We'll talk to you on Monday.